So hi guys and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Trans Vibe Podcast with myself Paige Bean and Surprise, surprise! <laughs> Mother has arrived! The excitement! Fade is in the house. I've never been on the Trans Vibe Podcast no. before but I've been on the Trans Vibe for many, many years. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jake couldn't make it today yeah, because of car trouble. Mm-hmm. So here she is. Um, and we've got a very special, and I mean very special guest today, someone who I really admire. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen and folks who have transcended beyond gender, give it up for the gorgeous Victor Victoria. Hi, beautiful. Hello, hello, hello. I'm here and I'm so happy to be here with you. And you look gorgeous. We are bet down at this end on a Monday morning. Very bad. <laughs> and you are glowing and gorgeous in London this morning. Well, it's the power of makeup. Well, you know all about the power of makeup, of course, but we're going to get into that later on. And first, we'd just like to know a little bit more about you and your story, Victor. Sure. So I'm Victor, Victor Victoria. Um, I've been a professional makeup artist for about 15 years and also a performer and a musician for probably longer than that. I live in London. And um, yeah, what else do you want to know, honey? I really want to know all about the vibrant trans and non-binary scene in London that I'm just eating up all the time on the internet. There seems to be such a fabulous group and such a great movement. Yeah, there. it's something I haven't personally experienced, but it's something I really, really want to get into. Well, so you've not been to London? No, I'd love to. I've never been, no. Oh, okay. You definitely have to come visit. So London has an amazing, really, really diverse LGBTQ scene in general. Um, And the trans scene is fantastic because there's quite a lot of choice. Obviously, with nightlife, um, the last couple of years, everything stopped. But prior to that, like, we have probably about five or six nightclubs that are safe spaces, dedicated spaces just for trans, for the trans scene, um, which is amazing. And um, I actually used to run my own night as well called Tea Party, which is um, the name of my group too, the the trans group that I'm in. And um, we had our own night and now we actually perform regularly at the Way Out Club, which is probably the longest standing um, trans nightclub in London and maybe the world, who knows, because it's been going for over 25 years. So the Way Out Club is really an institution and me and um, the girls, we perform there quite regularly. Um, But then you've also got loads of new stuff and new nights that have popped up. Um, Loads of great nights at the Glory, which is in East London. Yeah, so we're really, really lucky here um, with our nightlife and also just such a diverse and great like community. Um, And I'm really excited now post COVID, well, not that we're post-COVID, but now that we're allowed out and about, it's so nice to go out and see our community and feel a part of it again. We're not allowed out and about yet. Oh, we're yet. still shut down. All the bars and clubs are still shut down here. So I was in London a couple of weeks ago. I had the best time and it's so different there to here. But even just the scene there is so much richer, unfortunately. Obviously, we haven't had a crack at it in a year and a half. Yeah. But I think for trans people, there isn't really much social life here for trans people it's not really and I also think when it comes to diversity I think London's an awful lot bigger and when it comes to here it's like I don't think we're as fast forward thinking I think as London might be and I've heard so many things about London about how how big it is and there's something for everybody I don't think it's kind of like that really in Dublin yet but that's that's that will change quite soon I hope well you have to come over and visit us and change it I love 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 Dublin I used to come there for work for makeup work and I used to come fairly regularly, a couple of times a year. And I went to what's the really big, big gay? George. George. Paige works there behind the bar. 
I saw a really great drag show there. That was really fun. And I loved the queen that was performing. So, you know, there's definitely room for improvement everywhere, isn't there? But yeah, we are lucky in London. So, and obviously being part of nightlife for so many years, you do get a bit jaded by it and you think, oh, this is boring or, you know, oh, there's nothing new going on. But then when you go to other places or you try and find, you know, events or whatever in other places, when you're traveling, you realize how lucky we are. Yeah. But I mean, you've got an amazing community there too. People like yourselves. Thank you. And I just want to ask you as well. And when we talked earlier, I was asking you about your identity, your gender identity. And you told me that you're non-binary and I'm also gender non-binary. And for me, it's only something that I've really started to talk about or understand since the pandemic hit really because I've been a working drag queen for nearly 30 years I've always existed in two different personalities when you've been doing drag for that long it stops just being drag Veda who's my drag character has become my identity in a way and I've lived between Veda and Enda these two people and it took all the work going away all the performing going away and for me to be at home just with Enda (laughs) for me to figure out my transness because the thing about I think about the trans umbrella is that as non-binary people we're under the umbrella but it's like when your friend is holding the umbrella and they keep moving it (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you're outside in the rain and sometimes you're (laughs) under the umbrella do you know what I mean can you relate to that at all Victor yeah it's a funny it's a funny position sometimes being non-binary and I can definitely relate to you were saying like it's only later um recent years that you've like embraced or kind of like thought about it and discussed it more about your gender identity because it does it's a little bit sometimes of a longer process for non-binary people I think because we don't fit in one bracket so we're not necessarily we can kind of like go through without having to really reflect and I think more in recent years with the new terminology being coming out and like more people talking about it has changed a lot because it actually gives you the opportunity to be like oh so what am I and seeing other people um talking about it and I don't know I've got friends that are also I've got one friend that's in her 50s or their 50s and she's also only just coming into her like identity of being like oh I think I'm non-binary but the first time that I felt comfortable with and started really using was gender fluid and that was a couple of years ago. But when I was when I first started coming up and coming out in the scene in London, I was always androgynous. I was always, you know, in makeup and I used to wear heels and when I performed as well. Um, but I wasn't really a drag queen as such, like I didn't wear big wigs and it was more kind of an androgynous thing. And back then there was no there wasn't really a terminology for it and people didn't talk about it. So you were just a feminine, feminine guy. It was more expression, I think, as well than anything else. Trying trying to find your own. Yeah, and it's I definitely struggled. Like I never struggled when I was young. Well, when I was really young, I did because um my mum said to me that I was like six years old and I was like, call me Victoria. Yeah. And um I was like very, you know, that child and I wanted to wear my patent shoes and I wanted to wear girls clothes and I wanted to be you know so I was very that but then as I got older I think um the kind of non-binary I was okay with that but it is definitely confusing sometimes and um a lot of non-binary people gender fluid people it can be very confusing because you feel like some some days you feel one way another day you feel another and so you don't fit in like all my trans girlfriends obviously I'm not a trans woman but um they are my sisters, 
they consider me, I, I think, a sister, but, you know, I'm not exactly the same. So you do, like, you are kind of, like, in between and it can be a little bit confusing. But, you know, there's definitely power in talking about things and um, I'm really glad that we are talking about stuff like and gender in, in less of a black and white way, right? I love to talk about it because I, I love to talk about it with some people like you and where I feel safe talking about it because it's relatively new in my life and I feel almost afraid to talk about it which for me is crazy I talk for a living we do our HIV podcast and I've been doing shows so I talk about everything but this is new to me and also I'm nervous that I might say the wrong thing I'm I'm the exact same sitting here as well it's 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 more for me it's 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 own education because unfortunately the way it is I don't have anyone to kind of learn from, kind of, you know, that kind of way. And even when you said there earlier about being non-binary and having trans sisters and stuff, you would understand them a little bit more. I think trans women would understand non-binary people a little bit more because we went through that phase as trans women where we were kind of expressing ourselves in different ways and trying to see what way we were comfortable, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, if you don't have friends or people around you that that you can talk to you about their identity and it's hard to relate sometimes and... Yeah, you need to you need to be edu- we all need to be educated more, don't we? And I'm so blessed and lucky that I've had um, trans women as close friends for many years, and so I've learned so much from them. And when people when cis people ask me questions, ignorant questions about trans people or my friends, I just can't believe that they ask questions like that because. You know, but, but it's because they just don't know because they're not educated. But but see, that's it. There, but see, there's there's a fine line between closed mindedness and uneducation. And I think people tend to assume that it's closed mindedness. But the be all and end all is it's lit. It, it is just uneducation towards the subject. And people can come across as closed minded based on the fact that they don't know how to approach a certain topic or a certain subject. Yeah. But, you know, what I was going to say is like you can be kind of um uneducated to a certain point but there is something called google and just um look up if you're not sure before asking ignorant questions but yeah no like there has to be some safe space to be able to ask questions and like my trans girlfriends have asked me questions uh, about my identity like oh so you know they, they don't understand it necessarily all the time so um yeah it's really great to be able to discuss things and you guys are doing a great job with the podcast because you're talking about stuff too and getting it out there. And Thank you. Victor, would you would you be would you be open minded to honest questions? Because I do I I know a lot of non binary people and I know a lot of trans people that wouldn't necessarily be okay with some questions. But like for me personally, I'm an open book, like I would answer any question. Right. It's the direction of the question, isn't it? And like how yeah. it's asked. I think and maybe it's like my age, because I am a lady of a certain age, um, <laughs> nearly 40. Wow, you look amazing, wow. baby. 30, well, I shouldn't say I'm 38. So yeah, nearly 40. You can say nearly 40 and be proud of that. And I think that like, because I come from a generation where people were not educated about stuff, maybe it's that like, I don't care if you ask me questions that maybe come across a little bit uh, uh, like yeah I'm that person as well I don't care and um, say like my friend Farah as well Farah Mills who's in tea party with me she's very open to questions as well to an extent um, about being a trans woman and she does lots of videos about that on YouTube as well but as you said it's all about the intention behind the question so I don't personally mind at all I mind it when people ask me questions about my trans girlfriends about their what operations they've had and genitalia i don't like that 
I think you normally know sometimes when somebody approaches you and they want to know a genuine, I'm using air quotes now, a genuine question, but the first question out of their mouth is, have you had surgery yet or what do you have in between your legs? You, you genuinely know then that you're setting, you're being set up for a failure. Like you're not going to, you're not going to really answer any questions after that, you know? Just think, like, is this okay to ask? I remember uh, I have also got close girlfriends for many years who are trans women and I've been really lucky because I I just adore them but also I just feel like so lucky to have them in my life because they've opened my mind and my heart to lots of different things and I think it's so important to be able to ask questions with your trans friends but of course with awareness and sensitivity but I've learned so much just by asking questions I remember one time recently being with my friend Vivian and she I would always use she pronouns to describe her because she comes from a performance background she was uh, one half of Kiki and Herb she's just in Vivian Bond she's incredible such an icon and we've been close for many years but I was visiting her uh, a couple of years ago and I noticed that everybody around us was using they, them pronouns whenever they referred to her. And it just made me feel a little bit awkward, like maybe I was behind the times. So I waited until we were alone and I asked her about it. And I felt a bit nervous asking her about it, which is funny to me now, considering they've become so much more widespread. But at the time, it was quite a new thing. And she said, of course, you know, I'm your sister and you're my sister. And I would always use she pronouns talking about you. (laughs) I would always expect you to do the same. But I use they, them pronouns in the world because it's political. Words are political. This is a new idea. And in order for people to get used to it, then people who get spoken about or people who get written about, if they use them, that normalizes them. Yeah, it needs to be mentioned more. And that was a real learning moment for me and I've been much more open to using them funnily enough Robbie who's my partner in our podcast yeah. podcast we're the HIV IPs here in Dublin he always uses they them pronouns when he talks about me always and for the same reason because he's like respectful of me even though I don't mind like you Victor I'm like use them all he she they I'm there but he also does it because he wants other people to see him do it hear them on the podcast get used to them and it really it really touches me I actually tear up sometimes when he does it unexpectedly because it's the intention and it's the love that's what's important you know I think when it comes to questions the intention and if it's if it's a loving intention I'm way more open to any question yeah I think wait I'm still I don't know I feel like I'm still catching up a bit as well because even though I've been my identity my whole life the pronoun element I'm still not, as you said, because obviously you both asked me what my pronouns are. I, I said I don't really mind. I don't mind at all. But it's definitely new for even us, right? Like, I did a video talking about my gender, like, quite recently. And it's the first time I really talked about it openly, like, on a public video. And I said, at the moment, I don't feel the need to be referred to as they, them. But that might change, right? So I'd, I'd not say never say never, but at the moment... It's that thing, it's probably going back to more of a drag element with when I'm dressed or when I'm presenting female, then she. 
And she's so beautiful. Can we just yeah, actually get shallow yeah. for Absolutely a second? Because we're getting stunning. deep. And we're you're not deep. Stunning. No, we're not. <laughs> we're well, shallow. Please speak for yourself. <laughs> oh my God, you're so gorgeous in drag. Yeah, I can't stunning. take it. And your friends, your whole group, like it, the Tea Party gang and the band yeah. are just beautiful and brilliant. I love the music. I was checking you out this morning. Prove it. Is that right? That, that song? I love it. I love it. Yeah. One's one of my solo tracks and then Tea Party Week. So I started doing music in like 2000, early 2000s. But then it about 2014, I started working with the girls as Tea Party. And um, we started it just as a kind of promotion for the nightclub, which is called was, was called Tea Party. So I said to the two girls, um, Antonia and Farah, who were hostessing the night, I said, oh, we should do like a song. Let's let's cover a song by one of our friends, um, which um, my friend had done years ago. So I was like, let's do that. So we filmed the video, we did the track, and then the reaction was like, so great. And so then we got asked to start performing. And then ever since then, we've been together as a group. And now my solo music is probably obviously been put on the back burner a lot because I love working with the girls. And yes, they are so beautiful. But not only that, they are like two of like amazing, amazing people. So Farah is, um, I don't know, she's more well, Farah is very well known, I would say, in the trans scene here in London. And Antonia is an amazing makeup artist as well. And yeah, they're just, they're, we just have so much fun. And then fast forward, we've had like multiple, multiple records out. We performed in Manchester. We performed at uh, Pride there. We've done loads of shows. So come to Dublin. <laughs> we will. We obviously will. We want to We want to travel more. So, um, but I'm working on the next Tea Party record at the moment. And then my own record is um, actually done and dusted. And there's a track. The first track's going to be out, which is featuring Princess Julia and an amazing um, queen called Sharon Legrand um, here in London. Oh, yes. I'm obsessed. I met Julia for lunch a couple of weeks ago and she told me about you. So shout out to Julia. Julia's the reason we're here. I've known her for so long since back in the Electro Clash days, which was like the music scene that, we, that I came up in. But yes, yeah, so I'm working. So the first track will be out hopefully quite soon with Julia and Sharon. And it's like a disco, high energy. It's called Dancing Tonight night and wait till you hear it like especially princess julia's bits and sharon the voice her voice is like next level so i'm so excited to share that and also i'm gonna film it i think hopefully it coincided with the release of the next dream and color eyeshadow palette oh amazing let's talk about dream and color just for everyone at home dream and color is victor victoria's own makeup line and it's stunning and you need to tell us all about it you really platform and use trans models above all else I love that I love that I was only looking at the Instagram page there today and yesterday and I just thought it was amazing to see trans women be portrayed in such a beautiful way yes and you know that was part of the reason why I decided to launch the brand is I wanted to create a brand that was celebrating trans and queer beauty but also 10% of the net profits will be going back into LGBTQ plus charities. So it's like, I wanted to do something that was for the community, um, but also like served the community. And hopefully in the future, I can do a lot more. And as the brand grows, that's my real ambition is to be able to like give back more and more and like create safe spaces for the community and like just raise money. But yeah, the campaign was really important that I had to obviously 
trans and queer people. And I'm just lucky that two of my good friends are both stunning. So it's really exciting. It's very early days. Um, we just released the first collection on June 28th, which was the Stonewall anniversary. So I was really determined to release something on the 28th um, as like the landmark launch date for the brand. So yeah, the first collection um, came out. Paige, I need to send you some products. Oh, wow. The thing is, um, you already have some. I have. Guilty. <laughs> I have them. Oh, fab. Those will be for you, honey, the, the drag lashes. Um, but the, there's two sets of lash, there's like two collections of lashes. One is called Snatural and one is called The Queen Supreme. So there's like two pairs of lashes in each collection. And the Snatural obviously are like more of your natural glam lash. And then the Queen Supreme are like the biggest lashes you'll ever see in your life. But not just for drag queens, anyone that loves a big, big lash. That's why I didn't call them the drag queen lashes. It's Queen Supreme because... You know, anyone can wear a big old lash and feel fabulous. I love a big lash. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I wanted to, I, I didn't tell you both, but I've made a discount code for your listeners. If they do the code PODCAST1, they'll get 20% off their order for Dream and Colour. And we also have some really, really nice beauty sponges that come in like a duo. You get two beauty sponges together. Oh, look at the marble effect one. It's fabulous. Yeah. I have these. I love them. <laughs> I was using them this I'm weekend. I'm actually very jealous. <laughs> I didn't pass on any of the products to Paige. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only finding out about this now. Did that you? <laughs> There's tension. There's tension in the room. <laughs> then we've got like a lash applicator, which is a rainbow kind of effect lash applicator so you don't blind yourself and you're trying to put your lashes on. And then we've got, for people that don't really wear makeup but want to support the brand, um, we have two stunning like makeup bag they're gorgeous the black one is beautiful i have the black one <laughs> <laughs> i'm not liking you very much right now <laughs> oh, oh my god julia was feeling generous that day she loves me what can i we say we also have a really cool tote bag as well do you have that as well do i don't have that yet <laughs> we have a gold collection and there's lots more coming so it's very exciting um there's a lot it's a lot of work tell us again the promotion code on the website just so we make sure yes. we get it out there so yeah dream and color beauty com, and the instagram is at dream and color beauty beautiful i have tiktok as well but i don't really use it because i'm too old same it's 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 too difficult tiktok and then you, you like you spend three hours on it easily you're just lying there is mindlessly like scrolling through it i need to get some lessons off julia she's great at all of that um, but yeah, so it's all really exciting and um, it's great that I can marry like my makeup background with um, more of the work I do more recently, which is, you know, with the queer and trans um, visibility and stuff. So, yeah. It's exquisite as well, the photographs, the whole way that you curate the page. I'm obsessed. Some of my favorite trans icons over the years, like Candy Darling is there and April Ashley and just people that I've grown up obsessed with. I don't know about you, but I was starved. I'm nearly 50, so I'm a bit ahead of you in the game. And I was starved for trans icons as a kid. So I really fixated on any that I could find. And then they seem to have just kind of drifted out of the consciousness of a lot of young queer people these yeah. days so anything that celebrates them and brings them back really speaks to me yeah i wanted the i wanted the dream and color instagram to be a celebration of people that came before us and paved the way for us um as well as like new people and the icons of today i really wanted to like pay homage to 
all of those amazing people um that a lot of us forget like I've learned things from just researching and posting stuff on there like oh my goodness I didn't know that person or so yeah it's like a bit of um queer and trans history on Instagram as well and you must have painted so many famous and beautiful people over the years in your very successful career as a makeup artist do you want to drop a few names to excite <laughs> us here in Dublin paint you two next oh fab I'm actually on the way over <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> I have the YouTube channel as well for Dream and Colour which is if you go to the website you'll see all the videos and um, I've been painting like friends of mine in the community like Princess Julia um, and Farah and some other really cool people so I would love to have you two in the studio and do your makeup and absolutely yeah it's it's fun just to play with makeup makeup is supposed to be fun and um it can be it can be quite daunting or like quite serious nowadays and it's really really not that deep like that's the but that's the weird thing about makeup it's very it can be very very powerful right especially for queer and trans people makeup has the ability to completely change your whole um, perception of yourself and a lot of us learn our beauty and learn how to feel good through makeup and it's also a a kind of a powerful weapon isn't it that we use to armor ourselves going out especially trans people Uh, so it's kind of like super super powerful but also it should be fun so yeah you two should definitely come over next time you're in london i'll take you to the club i would love to absolutely love to and um i'll do your makeup but um yeah i've done some really cool people um in my career um when i first started out i did a lot of music videos and um makeup for music videos which was great because obviously i was in the music doing my own music so I did um Florence in the Machine her her first ever music video I did her makeup which was really cool before she before she got really big and she was fantastic I knew straight away she was like a star and probably one of like the big ones for me was um I don't know if you know the singer Peaches of course like electro like legendary electronic um singer I did her makeup for one of her music videos and that she was a big inspiration for me musically when I started doing music so that was a big moment so yeah I've been really lucky um and I've also worked for some amazing makeup brands like I used to be the national artist and trainer for Kevin O'Quan which Kevin O'Quan was like legendary makeup artist. One of my favorite books, makeup books ever, is his book. Well, the transformations. I think for all trans people and drag queens, it's like a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of young people don't know about Kevin. So that was really amazing um, working for him for so many years. So yeah, I've been really, really lucky. And um, I'm excited about the dream and color. And yeah, so lots of exciting stuff coming up. And yeah keeping myself busy and I'm so I feel bad for you guys that you're still not out able to go out partying and yeah it's yeah it's quite bad but we're hoping like in the next couple of months well weeks months that things kind of start to lift because I'm seeing a lot of things over in England and it looks amazing like the restrictions are completely lifted it just looks like you guys are living normality again yeah kind of but it's like it is that thing of like is this a bit too are we acting like there's nothing wrong and when it's still actually a pandemic, you know? So maybe you guys over there are being like more sensible, I don't know. I'm tired of being sensible. Yeah. We've got to tell you that when we open up again at the George, I host a Wednesday night there called Witchy Wednesday. My drag name is Veda. I may even be the queen that you saw in the George. I'm there three nights a week. But anyway, we do gigs. We have special guests. We have Christine recently, before we shut down. Recently, I say recently, it was a year and a half yeah. ago. You know, and other great 
great queer acts. We've had Our Lady J, Justin Vivian Bond, and we want tea party. So we're going to have a tea party as 100%. soon as we're allowed. Absolutely. Spill all the tea, baby. Yeah, whistles on. And you know what else? We, I was actually really like kind of planning and plotting. I think tea party should be Eurovision. Eurovision oh, yes. tea party 2024 or something like that. We... We want to do Eurovision. Come on. You should. You really should. Trans, like, girl group to do Eurovision. Come on. Get there. Get there. Get it all, girl. Get it all. I love that. Well, we're going to leave you now and love you now. And we're going to wish you all the best in the Eurovision. And also all the best with Dream in Colour Beauty. And thank you for the promotion. It was absolutely fantastic to meet you. And you're absolutely beautiful. We can't wait to get up and fleshy and meet you in the flesh. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, honeys, I'll see you soon. Thanks, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So thank you very much, guys, for listening into this week's episode. And I'm absolutely delighted to have you on. Absolutely buzzing. What a pleasure to be here. But hopefully our gorgeous Jakey. Yeah, we miss you, Jake. Come on now. For F's sake, Jake, we need (laughs) you back. back. So Jake will be here next week. But thanks, guys, for having me on the Trans Vibe podcast. And as I said, if anyone has any questions or suggestions or anything, feel free to pop us a message on Instagram on the Trans Vibe podcast page or even on myself page Behan or on Jay Quarters Instagram because we'd love to hear your suggestions and we'd love to have you guys throw things out there any questions anything we may have missed as well so yeah hopefully we'll see you guys next week take care y'all bye, bye. bye.